Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Recession Resistant Real Estate Radio. I'm your host, Brandon Cobb, co-founder of HBG Capital. And in today's episode, I want to talk about exactly why we started a fund. There are a ton of advantages to starting a fund, especially if you're in the real estate sector specifically, because real estate suffers from this thing called cash flow and probably a lot more than a lot of other industries. I'm going to get into that a little bit. I'm going to tell you exactly you know, what our situation was before we started a fund and ran that model. And I'm also going to tell you what our situation was after we started that. Uh, but before we jump in, if you get value from these, please leave us a review and share these episodes with your friends and family. All right, jumping into it. So before we started a fund, our business was set up where when we raised money for these projects for investors, we would pay investors monthly. We used our own money to cover overhead expenses. And this really put a huge drag on the business because we had these really, 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 really high interest payments every single month to the investors. And we had this, this just overhead, right? Like we, in real estate, you're usually not getting a quick turnaround unless you're in like the wholesale business, you're flipping something pretty quick. Usually if you're building something or you're flipping a property, um, or you're developing land, like it takes a long time and a lot of capital to do that particular deal. So as a result, especially in real estate, investors and entrepreneurs run into cash flow problems. They run out of money to run their business before the deal closes and they get that cash injection. And this was one of the main reasons that we started a fund. So we had like this big overhead machine that was working really well. It was very productive, but it was eating and it needed to continuously eat. And so for us, it was like the rich, poor roller coaster. So we would close on a deal or a few deals and we'd be really, really, really rich. And we'd have, you know, eight, nine months of operating expenses on hand and profits. And then as we waited six, seven, eight months for the next round to close, we would slowly eat away at those savings, the overhead would. Um, and then eventually we get to the point where, you know, we close on another deal and we were rich again. And then the whole cycle would repeat itself. We wanted to get to the point where it was consistently. We wanted to be able to see exactly when we were going to have cash flow issues and have plenty of operating costs baked in, especially for situations like right now when you've got an economic contraction and you know there's probably going to be some people that suffer and potentially go out of business. We don't want that to be us. We want to be one of the people that don't just survive but thrive in this environment because right now, and I personally think over the next maybe year and a half, there's going to be some unprecedented opportunities, not just in the real estate space, but God, private equity and business in general. Whenever there is a crisis, there is money to be made. So that's what we were doing before. Now, after we started the fund, we looked at it and said, well, as a real estate developer, let's look at all the other developers who've gone out of business and the reasons why. And really, there's there's two main reasons for a developer to go out of business. One is they just screwed something up, right? They built on a sinkhole or they did something to screw the job up really, really bad, or they ran out of money. Illiquidity is the number one reason why developers go out of business. They go over budget. They don't have enough interest payments on hand and the bank repossesses the property. Um, they didn't budget it right and they run out of money. And as a result, the project is a failure. We did not want uh, that to be us. So we said, how can we circumvent all the 
risks or most of the risks when it comes to development. So when we were starting this fund, this is what we had in mind, the risks of what it is for us to be in business. So when we raise money, we raise it for several things. So one, we start a new LLC so that the whole, the other portfolios that we're working on are not subject to the same risks. If something, you know, bad would happen on the jobs and we were to get sued or something like that. Um, but we would, we started it and first we raised money for the down payment for the loans to the bank. And this was probably one of the best, best reasons and best ability that allowed us to scale was using leverage. When you've got, six million dollars sitting in an account that you've raised the bank is going to give you money and they're going to give you cheap money because the bank's financing is much cheaper than it would a private or a hard money lender having access to leverage allows you to scale so much more quickly i remember when i had raised um, a little bit of money and i was calculating the amount of money that i was going to have to raise in order to get to where we wanted to go as a company and it was like $65 million because we would need to be doing $65 million worth of real estate in order to get to $65 million. Well, in this case, with my example, when you raise the money and use it as leverage, you really only need to raise about $20 million to get to doing about 60, $65 million of real estate a year. You could actually leverage more than that, but we don't, we don't want to overdo the leverage. So by starting the fund, we're able to use the money as leverage and we're able to grow quick, more quickly. We had access to even more capital using it as leverage. The second reason is we would raise money for an interest escrow account. So we always raise 18 months or more worth of interest payments subject to increases in the interest rate. So one of the big problems developers run into is they run out of money to pay the banks, their lenders, the lenders repossess the properties, big problem. We don't want to run into that. So we just make sure we raise those funds. We put it in a separate account and the bank just continuously pulls from that. The third thing that we raise for <clears throat> is called startup costs. Startup costs are basically a revolving door of liquidity. So when you start a project, if you're building 40 homes, and you need money for the foundation and the framing packages for 15 of those homes, where's that money gonna come from? Bank's not gonna give it to you until you get a draw from them, meaning they wanna see it built up and secured to the land. Well, it's not yet. So someone's gotta come out of pocket that money. Having the startup cost available to us allows us to buy all the materials to get the project started and any materials that might take a long time to get to the project. You know, we've heard about these nightmares around windows and the supply chain issues. We want to circumvent all that and get it up front and go ahead and order it. It also limits the risk of going over budget because as you take, you know, nine, 10 months to build this home and material costs creep up on you, that can be a problem and it can cost you a lot of money. We've got historic volatility and construction material costs right now. Buying all your materials up front mitigates that issue. It's also one of the reasons we started a supply company. And lastly, the final thing that we raise for is operational costs. And we do this in the form of a GC fee. So we charge a GC fee to do the project. We don't want to do this for free. Um, we raise that money and that basically goes to operational costs. So we have a separate account with operational expenses that we raise. And if we need those, we pull from that account. This allows us to stay liquid. It allows us to keep chugging along and it prevents cash flow problems. This is this model has allowed us to be 
in, in what I would consider very successful because we've circumvented a lot of the risks when it comes to uh, development, at least in the operational side of things. There's always market risk and the price could go down. But if we can do these things right, at least we won't suffer from those particular risks. That's it for today. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time.